Thank you for joining Toxic to Triumph. My name is Matthew Pfeiffer. I am your host. In today's episode, we are going to be talking to Dr. Andrew Blackwood. He also goes by Coach Drew. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about genuine apologies. How do I know if someone is giving me a genuine apology? And also, how do I know if I'm giving someone else a genuine apology? This becomes very big when we're talking about toxic and narcissistically abusive relationships. Because how do I know if I'm being manipulated or if I really actually should give this person another opportunity? Look forward to having this conversation with you and we will talk soon. Hello, thank you for joining Toxic to Triumph. My name is Matthew Pfeiffer. I am your host, and I have on a very special guest, a longtime friend. I have on Dr. Andrew Blackwood, and he will be absolutely upset if I actually call him doctor. So he goes by Coach Drew. And Coach Drew, thank you very much for joining us. And he is uh, not only not only a, a psychologist, um, but he's also a coach, and he specializes in teaching people about genuine apologies. And the the reason why I decided to have him on today is that apologies are a large part of toxic relationships and healthy relationships for that matter. Not, not everyone who listens to this is in a toxic relationship. And it is important for people to understand uh, what is a genuine apology? How do I know if I'm receiving a genuine apology and how do I know if I'm actually giving a genuine apology because apologies are a very important part of relationships. So uh, I'm sorry, Coach Drew, thank you for joining me. And uh, if you want to tell tell us a little bit about about you and tell us where you're at um, and uh, we can get started. For sure, for sure. By way of uh, correction, I'm a a psychotherapist, not psychologist. And a lot of people don't know the difference, but um, uh, yeah, we can get into that another time. But yeah, I work with people. Uh, I love working people with people. For me, it's all about learning, healing, and growing. And um, I'm built for it. Uh, been doing it for over 15 years, and I learn something new every single day. Every single day. So it feels good to be in the right spot, doing the right things. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. And, we're, and you're, I know, I know you're in Canada, but tell uh, if you want to tell the audience what what part of Canada you're in and how they can yeah, find you. Yeah. I- I recently moved uh, from the GTA over to St. Catherine, so I'm a little bit closer to the the border, Niagara Falls there. Um, yeah, I'm online. I do virtual work with people. You can always find me at uh, coachdrew.ca, or you can reach me at info at coachdrew.ca. I didn't know you were closer to Niagara Falls. Now Now that now when I go travel to Buffalo, I can. we're going to have to link up now. Yes, for sure. I'm just I'm just right across the border. So, all right, perfect. Well, tell us, um, tell us about. I mean, what is an apology anyway? I mean, I think that some people take an apology for granted. Uh, you know, we we talk about it so much. We we grow up, and you know, with siblings. You know, you have siblings that 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 fight, and the first thing that parents want to do is is tell them. You know, have you tell your sibling I'm sorry, 
Um, right. But is that a genuine apology? What what is that that what is an apology, and what are we learning as children about apologies? Let's start there. Yeah, yeah, it's a good place to start because that's pretty much the extent that we are literally taught about apologies, and I call that the coerced apology, right? When you're forced, go kiss, make up, right? Say sorry. They didn't even hear the full story. They didn't ask questions, right? Whether or not you are sincere or not, you are supposed to apologize. And, you know, the the intention, I would say, is probably good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but good intentions are not good enough, mm-hmm. right? Good intentions without good information and, you know, consistent application and support, like that's a formula for for health. But, you know, parents, we stop at typically we stop at that. I'm teaching them the right thing to do, Mm -hmm. the right thing. And that puts people in a position to not look at themselves to say, okay, am I actually sorry? Right. Right. There is no empathy involved in that. If you want to teach something. You want to teach people how they want to be, Mm -hmm. right? So uh, I see it. I have two girls. One's going to be eight in a few days and the other is four. So when they get into it, as kids do, and uh, one is hurt, then I ask the other one, okay, so did you intend to do that? And if it was an accident, then that's one thing. If it was not, it's another. But anyhow, but that's just the first gathering information. Then then you move on to the next part. Okay, did you want to hurt your sister? Well, how do you feel that your sister is hurt, right? Right. So what can you do to address that pain, right? And then they kind of, they can walk into it. And sometimes they're not ready. Yeah. So I'm saying, okay, well, if you don't want to apologize, you're not ready to apologize, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Because it's not... It's not fair to be in the same space with this person that you just hurt and you don't want to address the pain. Right. Right. So I don't force them to do it. I invite them. I encourage them. And that's one of the things that we have the opportunity to do for our kids. Right. We Mm -hmm. want to show them that this is something that is healthy. This is something that is good. This Mm -hmm. is something that you can choose, Mm -hmm. not something that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And what do you do when it is intentional? Someone, you know, your your child is, you know, I was ticked. And so, yeah, I, I hit her, I hit him, you know, and uh, I'm still angry, you know, and uh, what what, happened, what does it look like for a child, you know, if, because um, I do get a lot of questions about children when they start to, when you are starting to see kind of a lack of empathy, is, is that teachable? Mm. Yes. I definitely believe it is teachable and it is important to know your children well. So on the one hand, you know your child, but on the other hand, you get to shape and cultivate that child, right? So it's important to see the strengths and the good qualities of the child and speak to their identity, right? So when I address my child, I know that she's loving. I know that she's caring. Nobody is kind all the time. Right. But I reinforce that good. I say, you know what? You're a kind person. Okay. Right. You're a kind person. It makes sense to to be that way with your sister. Right. Mm-hmm. So even if they they do acknowledge, yeah, I was angry and I and I hit her. Okay. Well, is that the best thing to do? Do you have any other options? What do you think is going to happen if you keep hitting people? Mm-hmm. Right. So you explore the long-term consequences with the child. You walk them through that because their brains aren't developed, right? right? 
They haven't thought through all of this. They haven't had the life experience that we have. But yet sometimes we expect them to know better. We expect them to do better consistently. That's not. That's just not real life, no. right? Mm -mm. Yeah. So um, what do we do when it's adults and, and we are starting to see um, or we're starting to question whether or not someone's apology is very genuine. We're starting to see, uh, first of all, let me, let me just stop there and let me just ask, how, how do we know when someone's actually giving us a genuine apology? Okay, good questions. Well, to, to, to back up for a moment, um, when, I, when I talked about speaking to the character of the child, right? Mm -hmm. What we're doing is we are fostering healthy sense of self, self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, I would say 99% of the time that I meet with people, they do not have a healthy sense of self. Mm -hmm. That doesn't start in your adult life. Right. This is as a result of not having the, the healthy things poured into you. A healthy right. sense of self is based on an accurate self-concept, right? And we could get into that another time. But so to fast forward now, a lot of people don't have that. And mm -hmm. it impacts both the hurt person and the hurting person, mm -hmm. right? A lot of times we put up with stuff because our level of self-esteem isn't what it ought to be. Right. isn't what it could be and a lot of times people are hurting other people because again they don't know how to do life well with themselves or with other people right so um as opposed to looking at the intentions of the person right how do you know when an apology is good i i, I talk about that in the book the art of a genuine apology mm -hmm. um let's talk about the apology in and of itself mm -hmm. for starters there are different levels to apologies there's level one, which is just the common, the basic apology. Yeah. This is applicable when there's no real significant hurt. On a scale of one to 10, it's probably one to three. Mm -hmm. You bump into somebody, you say, oh, my bad, I'm sorry. And you move on with your life. Mm -hmm. Then you move to the next level. If there's a degree of hurt from four to six, mm -hmm. that's when you need a meaningful apology, apology full of meaning. Yeah. Again, it could be short, it could be quick, it could be, you know, not a lot of conversation needed necessarily. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to significant hurt and a significant relationship, those two first kinds of apologies will not cut it. Mm -hmm. What you need is the art of a genuine apology. Now, a genuine apology, um, it has five values woven into it, okay? Mm -hmm. Value number one, humility, mm -hmm. okay? Number two, vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Number three, empathy. Number four, responsibility. And number five, accountability. Mm -hmm. If your apology is missing any one of these values, it's not going to cut it. Mm -hmm. It just isn't. Okay. So um, as we walk through the steps, and I'll give you the steps, then I'll kind of highlight as well the values and how they're woven in. Right. So a genuine apology that addresses significant hurt number one it it it's going to follow a formula okay it's i call it live so mm -hmm. your apology lives on long after it's been offered mm -hmm. okay so l you want to list you want to label the specific behavior that you're apologizing for mm -hmm. there's no room for ambiguity here you want to be clear right when i said this to you okay in front of your parents okay these words, right? You're very clear, mm -hmm. right? If an apology is not clear, 
I wouldn't say that they're not sincere, mm -hmm. but they don't have the understanding of how to offer this apology. Right. Okay. So number two, um, I, you want to imagine the impact. Oh, let me back backtrack. L, the values, mm -hmm. humility. It mm -hmm. takes humility to, yeah. to actually acknowledge it, right? Yeah. And then you're going to be vulnerable, but mm -hmm. you're also taking responsibility. When yeah. I did this, when I said this, if they start their apology with, by saying, when you do this, they're off to a bad start. Okay, or yeah, if that follows, big. right? Mm -hmm. If if it follows what they said, you know, when when I when I hit you yesterday, it's because you, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Or I came late. I came home late, but that's another thing, right? You pushed me you to it. Right. You don't mm -hmm. want any of that stuff. A, a good, a genuine apology is going to take full responsibility. Yeah. Okay. For and people, I, I think people listening are really appreciating this because. You know, uh, as you know, that's one of the big, big, major tactics that you see in toxic relationships is um, an apology that uh, that that involves you. Right. Like right. just what you're you know, I wouldn't have, you know, um, I'm sorry for cheating. But if you wouldn't have done blah, 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 you know, I'm right. sorry for hitting you, but you pushed me to blah, 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 blah. And, right. and so, uh, you know, which becomes a major part of the gaslighting. Yeah, for sure. And here's what's interesting about that, Matt. Um, I think I have a good understanding because not everybody is intentionally manipulative. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. Most of the people in this world have gone through so much hurt and they have not had it addressed. Right. Like a lot of people are like, why do you need a book to tell somebody how to apologize? Right. And I'm saying, well, you obviously don't know what it's about. That's why you're right. questioning whether or not a book is required. Exactly. Because if I have never seen it done well, mm -hmm. why would you expect me to know how to do it well? Right. So, right. Mm -hmm. So there is often a cycle of events, a sequence of events mm -hmm. where there's hurt and there's hurt and there's hurt and there's hurt. Mm -hmm. So the truth is there is possibly interactions that have happened that have hurt the person who's hurting whether mm -hmm. it was somebody in their childhood or whether it was the person they're in a relationship now mm -hmm. that aside that explanation has no place in a genuine apology right it has a place in your story it has a place in your healing mm -hmm. that's when you talk to a, a therapist a coach or somebody else who's trusted mm -hmm. that's who you talk that through with first yeah. but when you're offering an apology it's not time to explain mm -hmm. it's not i call it an apology add-on it's not even the time to kind of put all of this weight about how bad you feel yeah right yeah. i'm so sorry you you must think i'm the scum i i don't deserve you right. yeah it may be true mm -hmm. but don't 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 put that in the apology because then the person you're apologizing to either feels guilty or they feel angry or they feel unsure, right? Because then at, so, at that point, you're making it about you instead of you actually trying to heal them, it sounds like. Exactly. 100%. Because that is the point of a genuine apology. It is to address their hurt. It is to foster their healing. You will take care of your healing elsewhere. Right. And you are healed in the process, mm -hmm. but the focus is for them at that moment. Right. So you see those values in the L. Mm -hmm. Number number is the second step. I you want to imagine the impact mm -hmm. that your actions had on that person, mm -hmm. and this is what brings in the empathy, mm -hmm. right? When I did this, I think it impacted you this way, mm -hmm. right? 
I believe you you experienced so much hurt or you know you were so angry and and again we want to position it as a theory okay because right. we don't want to tell people what they feel mm -hmm. I want to do that I imagine it impacted you this way or if it mm -hmm. was me this is how I would feel mm -hmm. you want to exercise that empathy and here's the beautiful thing about an a genuine a genuine apology it's a conversation Mm -hmm. okay? It's not just a one-way offering. So you get to ask the person, this is how I imagine impacted you. Am I right about that? Mm -hmm. Right? If somebody isn't able to experience empathy and doesn't have experience practicing empathy, they're not usually going to do this part well. Mm -hmm. Remember, good intentions are not good enough. Right. Right? We in our society, we don't label our emotions. We have no. five of them. Mm -hmm. Happy, mad, glad, sad, right? Right. Um, but... When somebody can say, you know what, if I were in your shoes, I would feel so de dejected. I would feel mm -hmm. so, I would feel humiliated, right. right? I would feel forgotten. I would feel unimportant. Right. When we can label those things, or if we can't, we can ask the person, how did it impact you? Because I want to know, right. right? If they're not able to tolerate that, they're not going to be able to go the distance with you. Right. They're not going to be able to walk where you can walk because they're just not ready. Yeah. Right. Which leads us to the third step, which is V. You want to verbalize a commitment to a plan of action. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very rarely do people ever do this. Mm -hmm. Number one, you can't follow through on a plan that you haven't come up with. Yeah. Okay. A promise is not a plan. Right. I promise it will never happen again. Well, do you know how you got there in the first place? Right, right. Yeah, that's huge. If, if you don't know yeah. how you got there in the first place, then you're probably going to end up there again. Not right. because that's that's what you intend to do. And and I, that, I and I think that's huge because the the person who's receiving this has to understand that if this person is giving a genuine apology, that it's a process for them to to do their own healing too. That it's not That's just right. a promise that it's not going to happen again, but if they're going to take a level of accountability, right, with actionable steps, that it's a process that, That's you know, right. if they are getting, a, if they are, if they do get a therapist or a coach or, um, you know, an accountability partner, or it's going to be a process for them to begin, begin to unwind some of that conditioning and some of the, some of the behaviors that may have shown up to begin with. That's right. That's right. The way I see it and the way I say it is that the the journey to healing begins with understanding. Mm -hmm. And if you don't understand how you got somewhere, if you don't understand how you were feeling right when you did it or leading up to doing something, what's going to happen when you feel that way again or when you're right. in that situation? Yeah. Right. So um, a plan of action that you can commit to it involves several steps, and I go into that in the book as well. But obviously, you can see that it involves accountability, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And responsibility mm -hmm. and humility, right? Yeah. It involves those three values and vulnerability, right? Because it takes, oh man, it takes a great degree of humility and vulnerability to say, this is not only my responsibility, but I have this thing to work on, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Everybody knows nobody's perfect, right. but to acknowledge and then to get help, mm -hmm. okay, if the, if the hurt is significant and if it's repetitive, mm -hmm. if that person doesn't get help, 
then they're not accepting full responsibility for their future behavior. Mm -hmm. What about the person who says they're going to get help, goes maybe one session, two sessions, or uh, and then uh, like they may even have some actionable steps. They do it for a week or two and then they're done. Mm -hmm. And then not only that, but just throws it in your face or just, you know, well, I did it. I went I, and or um, the person who goes to therapy, goes to see a coach and just says, you know, I, I, I just there's something wrong with that therapist. I, there's something wrong with this person. And, and and you start to notice a pattern that every single person that's holding this person accountable for their apology, for their bad behavior, this same person is saying that there's something wrong with this, with the therapist, with whoever that's holding them actually accountable for their actions. Right. So I can't speak to the specifics about what could lead that to be. Mm -hmm. However, um, I can appreciate that not a lot of people who are in a supportive and accountable accountable role know what they're doing either. Right. 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 I've worked with people. I'm like their seventh therapist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when they meet with me, they're like, "This is good. Yeah. This is different. Mm -hmm. Right." So they might be having a difficult time with their accountability community, mm -hmm. but they still have the choice to try again. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So this speaks to the level of commitment, but also how detailed the action plan is, right? Mm -hmm. right? So what we're really starting to bridge to, because the art of a, a genuine apology, it serves as a bridge to reconciliation. Mm -hmm. This apology is not a one-way offering, like I said before. Mm -hmm. This is a bridge restoring credibility. This is a bridge saying, okay, you can trust me. This is a bridge saying, you know what, we're going to go into the future together, right. and this is how we're going to do it. That's what reconciliation is. Reconciliation mm -hmm. isn't like we hashed it out and we're good now. No, reconciliation is how are we going to get from here to there? Where are we going and how are we going to do it together? What is it going to look like? And yeah. that's ongoing. So if somebody says, you know what, my I don't like that therapist. Okay, so what are you going to do? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where are you going to go next? Right. You can talk about how will we know that there's been a degree of healing and there's mm -hmm. been a degree of change, yeah. right? So the absence of the behavior is one indicator, mm -hmm. but significant hurt and those behaviors, they're often attached to other things, right? Yeah. So when you see those other things, yes, it makes sense to be concerned. Mm -hmm. Yes, it makes sense to raise it. When you do raise it, you don't wanna accuse the person. You don't wanna tell them they haven't made any changes. Right. You don't wanna use all or nothing thinking, mm -hmm. right? There are ways to become a supportive accountability person. Right. So I talk about the reality in the book that there's a difference between um, holding somebody accountable mm -hmm. and having su supportive accountability. Mm -hmm. Accountability when it's healthy is something that somebody wants. They opt in. It's not something that they're held to the fire to do. Right. Like right. that's that's what jail is. Like you know that's 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 yeah, policing. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. You don't want to police your partner or parent your partner. Right. Right. You want to be like, listen, OK, so what's your plan? Right. Because right? then because so, you policing your partner can actually lead to more bad behavior. 
100% because it because, sets up this dynamic mm -hmm. where you're ultimately responsible mm -hmm. and it infantilizes the other person and uh, especially if it's a it's a it's, a, it's well I, I was gonna say especially it's a, a male but I don't think anybody likes to be treated like a kid well I, you know, I was that, that's where I was gonna go with it now one of the things I, t I talk to people about is that when you treat your partner your significant other like you're their parent we're geared we're wired to leave our parents it's 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 almost inevitable right that if that if you that you we're geared we're wired to eventually have our own independence and if you feel like this person is uh is 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 parenting you instead of uh, a part of this supportive community like you were talking about that we're partners in this together right that they you know it's it's almost i mean think about when when you're growing up you have no problem you rebel against your parents and and we're almost we're almost wired to do that to begin to to separate and gain our independence and so you're just going to recycle that same type of behavior yeah 100 percent. and that's one of the things that i talk to in my work with couples in, in 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 the groups we don't realize that the language that we use that we've inherited um it conveys a lot of things that we don't intend yeah so when we tell people what they need to do, mm -hmm. what they have to do, I call that negative motivation language. Mm -hmm. It automatically disempowers them and it causes people to feel controlled. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And the opposite to that is when you actually use motivational language and you harness motivation, yeah. right? You move from commands to requests. Yeah. You know, this is important to me. Yeah. Is that important to you? Do you yeah. want that? You want yeah. us to have a respectful relationship? Because if you don't, you can just tell me, yeah. right? And I will grieve and I will move on. Mm -hmm. But if you want that, what are you going to do? Absolutely, absolutely. I don't want to get too far. I don't want to get too far off. I think we are on, were we on V or were we on E? That's right, V, yep. V. Uh -huh. So now we get to E, okay? Yep. E is where you extend an invitation for feedback on your apology. Uh-huh, okay. As you as you can imagine, this is where you are most vulnerable. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it demonstrates that there are no strings attached here. Yeah. I'm not doing it because you're going to up, offer an apology. I'm not doing it so we could just move on quickly. Yeah. I'm doing this because whether you accept my apology or not, I'm here for your healing. Right. right. So, what did what did you think about my apology? Did I miss anything? Because mm -hmm. I want to get it right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's where you open yourself up and you say, OK, talk to me. And, that, and again, this is another example of how it's a dialogue. We go mm -hmm. back and forth, back and forth. And notice when we bounce back to the plan of action, the plan of action is ongoing. Yeah. Right. It's part of your apology, but then it weaves into reconciliation. Yeah. So I, I tell the story about my driving um, with my wife. I like mm -hmm. the way I drive, yeah. but my driving, quite honestly, used to scare my wife. <laughs> And for a while, you know, she would tell me and I'd dismiss it and I'd dismiss right. it until, you know, we had our first child and she was just like, yep, I'm done. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Uh -huh. So previously I would apologize and be like, okay, 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 no problem. You just, just tell me, just remind me, just remind me, which is not a good plan. Again, I put the responsibility on her who's afraid mm -hmm. for her life because yeah. <laughs> of my driving to uh -huh. remind me that I'm not driving in a way that's comfortable for her. Yeah. So I learned, okay, Andrew, you get to take this on. 
I came up with a statement that I would say every time we got into the car. Mm -hmm. Right. It was it was verbal. It was concrete. It was repetitive. It was routine. Mm -hmm. Because if it wasn't, I would easily forget and go back to my way of driving. And I so think after that's a, a couple, go ahead. I was just yeah. After a couple of weeks, I didn't need to say it anymore out loud because I yeah. was saying in here. And then eventually, my driving changed. Yep. Yeah. I think it's important uh, that that what you just mentioned in terms of having a statement, almost like a uh, a safety phrase. I would say. You know, that because a lot of times people get in, into this cycle where certain words, certain phrases in, in their brain, because it's been repetitive, like they automatically assume that they're going to be going back to that same fight, that same um, you're driving on the wrong side of the road. You're driving too fast that, you know, and you think that you're you, it, that that moment that I call here we go again right? That every single phrase. And so coming up with that safe phrase, right? I think come becomes very handy, right? What, what you just, what you just mentioned that there's a phrase that, that she came up with, obviously you were okay with it, that it didn't feel like, here we go again. It just felt like the safe phrase of, Hey, can you pay closer attention to what we're, what we're doing? See, and this phrase was a phrase that I came up with, mm -hmm. right? So I defined what I wanted to do differently, and I right. had a message for myself, mm -hmm. right? And I shared this message with her, yeah. right? So I took on 100% responsibility because I actually could now empathize, yeah. right? That empathy came after mm -hmm. I realized, okay, she, she's done. Yeah. Like we've hit rock bottom here. Mm -hmm. um, so it's important for people to be clear. Like this is the boundary. Yeah. If we're going any further, there's got to be change. Yeah. Right. Because if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have stopped long enough to be okay. Really, it yeah. really impacted you seriously that mm -hmm. way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's important to have a statement for yourself. And part of the the the, the opportunity is. There's a again. There's a sequence of events. Mm -hmm. I don't want to wait till the point of no return in the sequence of events to make change. Mm -hmm. I want to backtrack it as far as I can. Absolutely right, so that I can make change earlier on mm -hmm. in that in that in that series of events, and yep. that's that's where you want most of those statements to happen. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can have a you know a a, a pull cord, right? You know yep. that this is my last. You're crossing the line. Yes, I do think that's important in particular relationships. But when we take on one hundred percent responsibility for ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's wise to kind of look at the sequence of events, map it out, get some help to mm -hmm. do this, right? Yeah. And map it out and say, okay, this is step one, this is step two. Okay, this is where um, it's best for me to climb back down this ladder because yeah. once I start going up there, right, it's right. very hard to slow it down. What about the opposite end? What about the person who's receiving the apology? Let's say that the person is doing all these actionable steps. They have, they're in therapy, they're, uh, they're um, holding themselves accountable, have, they have a supportive community and doing everything right, so to speak, by the book. And then you have someone on the opposite end that is, for lack of a better word, using this as a, as a power tool, as a power tactic of not good enough. Like nothing you do, doesn't matter what, it, it's just not good enough. The apology, whether it, it, it be because they really are actually in pain or they're, they're, they see this as an opportunity to kind of play puppet, puppet master. Is that something that, that you see or 
Um, what, what does that look like? Well, I don't see it very often, to be honest with you, uh, where people are intentionally evil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, maybe that's partly because of how I, I think, I think, I think maybe we need to switch caseloads. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. No, thanks. No, thanks. You, you, you keep it. <laughs> but, um, what I do know for a fact is so many people have gone through so much hurt and pain that's been unaddressed that this becomes their default and they don't even know when they're doing it. Right. right? So it's important if you are in a position where you've been hurt with someone that you are on your journey of healing mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So now again, so back to the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Primarily you can offer it to someone. You can give it as a gift to someone. Mm -hmm. um, but when you go through a forgiveness process, because forgiveness is both a choice and a journey, right. okay? It's a choice and a journey. Just because you forgive someone does not mean that you are reconciled with them mm -hmm. or that you have to reconcile with them. Right. Forgiveness does not mean I say, I think your behavior was okay. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is I see what you did and I see how it impacted me. Yeah. Now, I also see who you are, where you are in your journey. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm going to give you an opportunity to take care of you while I take care of me. Yeah. Okay. And perhaps we can keep going down this road, but let's see what you're going to do about it. Right. Yeah. So uh, I think healing enables you to make an informed choice. Mm -hmm. So if you choose not to forgive, mm -hmm. okay, that's your choice. But why stay? Mm -hmm. If you're not if you're not ready to forgive, yeah. why stay, right? right. So um, I think it's important to look at yourself, and you are responsible for your own healing. Because it's I think that's what you said is it's that's important to acknowledge that some it's okay to acknowledge and say to yourself that I can't get over this, right? This is not something I can get past. We don't have, I mean, we can forgive and also not realize, realize that this just isn't something that, that I'm willing to put up with. I mean, I'm thinking of people who, you know, some people can, I'm just going to use infidelity as an example. Some people can work through it. Some people are like, I just can't, you know, I forgive this person. I just, I can't move past it. Right. I just, you know, I, I just don't feel like I can trust this person anymore because, of certain circumstances and so it, it's okay to acknowledge that you know for me this is over right yeah 100 percent. and you know me matt i yeah. i think a lot about words yeah. so i would never i never i stay away from saying i can't get over this right saying something like you know what i'm choosing yeah <laughs> i'm choosing to move in a different direction yeah right? absolutely mm-hmm Right. And you can say, you know, I, I don't trust you. Yeah. Credibility is gone. Yeah. I choose, I choose, I choose yeah. to do something different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because that's very empowering. It's a very empowering statement that I choose to. That's right. Because 100%, if you say, stuck. I can't get over this, right. when you leave that relationship, you're still saying, I can't get over this. That means right. you're stuck. You're right. stuck beneath it. You're stuck behind it. And who wants that? Yeah. Absolutely. 
What about the opposite end? You know, as as much as we encourage apologies, what about over apologizing? Ah. Okay, well, there are many angles we could come from with this. So um, one instance of over-apologizing um, could be conditioned, right? Mm -hmm. If you've been the, the scapegoat or you've been somebody who's, you know, always looking for approval, um, then you may attempt to address things and apologize, force of habit, right? Um, and you may apologize when you're not responsible. Yep which is one of the worst things that somebody could mm. do. Mm -hmm. It's not good for you, mm -hmm. right, to take over responsibility, mm -hmm. nor is it good for the other person, right? because it doesn't give them the opportunity to take right. responsibility, right? And then there's the reality that um, sometimes people can't forgive themselves. Yeah. Or shouldn't say can't, they don't know how to, right? right? So they mm -hmm. get stuck apologizing again and again the other person's moved on yeah they're like why are you still bringing it up like yeah. right so you choose to forgive whether it's yourself or somebody else and then you go through the process it is right. a process right yeah i think you've mentioned that a couple of times that that uh, that it's process and that it i always compare it to like an iceberg that it takes time right a lot of times people think that you can just have this conversation and we're done, but it really is a journey and a healing process to, to, uh, to go through, uh, to, especially if it was, especially if it's something significant and you're choosing to try to repair the relationship, like you, you have to feel it. You have to actually experience the pain. You actually have to experience your actual feelings to actually get right. through it, you know, because it, it, we, we can't just deny and just act like, uh, just act like these experiences didn't happen and act like the emotions aren't there. They're real, you know, and, and for you to actually get through it, you have to feel it. You have to feel it to heal it as they always say. 100%, 100% because when we don't feel it, mm -hmm. right, um, that means we haven't fully addressed it. Right. Right. So your level of forgiveness, as well as the level of apology, yep. is only going to go as deep and as far as your understanding of the impact. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It, it's, it's like a wound, right? Mm -hmm. You get wounded, right? Yeah. You could put a bandage on it. Mm -hmm. But what if there's dirt in it? Right. Right. What if there's a bone infected? Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know. You just mm -hmm. bind it up and then move on. No, that's not how it works. That's how you get an infection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how you end up losing the arm, yep. right? Mm -hmm. You got to take that off, go to who you need to go to, say, mm -hmm. this is, can you take a look at this for me? Right. Right. Clean it out. Address right. it. Get the stitches. Bind it up. Because it's not just the passing of time that brings about healing. Yeah. It's what you do in that time. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. It's what you do, the, what you say to yourself, right? right? How are you building up yourself in mm -hmm. here? And how you, you know, negotiating and navigating life differently out here. It is definitely a process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Coach Drew, we are running close on time. Just wanted to give you, first of all, I wanted to thank you for being a part. Um, but also wanted to give you uh, an opportunity to give any closing statements and tell us about your website. Tell us a little bit more about your book and uh, how people can uh, talk to you and, get your coaching, get your services if they like. And, and also about that, that lovely book, because obviously all of these concepts are in that book as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. So 
Yeah, The Art of a Genuine Apology. It's online. You can find it on Amazon. You can visit me at my site, coachdrew.ca. Info at coachdrew.ca uh, is my email address. Um, yeah, I'm doing it. I love, I love helping people. I love seeing people grow. Yeah. You know, when, when you place yourself in a supportive environment and you get coupled with that good intentions, you get good information. Absolutely. You have the support for a consistent application. Mm -hmm. The sky's the limit. So absolutely. Um, thanks for having me. I, I, I always love talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you very much for joining and we will talk soon. All right. Keep your head to the sky. Spread your wings wide. Show the world you can fly. Show the world you can fly. Show the world you can fly. Dream the big. Keep your head to the sky. Spread your wings wide. Show the world you can fly. Show the world you can fly. Show the world you can fly. Tell me dream big, it's all we take with us in the things we did. Dream big, yeah, just dream big, yeah, that's what my nana said. Dream big, what we tell me dream big, it's all we take with us in the things we did. Dream big, yeah, just dream big, yeah, that's what my brother said.